Mind Gym by Gary Mack. One sentence summary. Mind Gym explains why the performance of world-class athletes isn't only a result of their physical training, but just as much due to their ment mentally fit minds and shows you how you can cultivate the mindset of a top performer yourself. My favorite quote from the author is, the probability of achieving the outcome you want increases when you let go of the need to have it. Gary Mack. One of my favorite quotes is this one. If you do the work, you get rewarded. There are no shortcuts in life. Michael Jordan. It's simple, to the point, and as I've become more and more aware over the past two years, plain true. Did you know that he was cut from his high school basketball team? Yes, someone once thought his airness sucked at basketball. What few people realize is that Jordan did about just as much work on his mind than he did on his body, over the course of his career. This is where this book, written by Gary Mack and David Cass Stevens, comes in. In Mind Gym, they explain what mental workouts top athletes subject their minds to, and how you can do the same to help your brain prime your body for the work needed to succeed. Here are my three favorite lessons. 1. Cultivate willpower with the seven C's of mental toughness. 2. Slowing down can help you move faster. 3. Make love, learning and labor the three pillars of your life to succeed. Let's take our brains to the weight section, shall we? Walking into the Mind Gym. Mind Gym. Lesson 1. Mental toughness is made up of seven things. This answers the question, what are the components of mental toughness? It's a good thing our short-term memory can hold up to seven items, because that means if you lock and load this list of what the authors call the seven C's of mental toughness, you're good to go. 1. Competitiveness. If you just want to be nice, not bash into any walls, please everyone and not rub any elbows, you'll just be steamrolled by those who don't mind. 2. Courage. The thing that enables you to be competitive in the first place. It's not that you can't be afraid of your competitors, but you have to consciously decide to challenge them anyway. 3. Confidence. Helps a great deal with being courageous. 4. Control. The thing all Stoics focus on. Forget about what you can't do. Look at what's in your power. 5. Composure. What to keep when you lose control. Dwelling doesn't move you forward. 6. Consistency. The result of not letting motivation or a lack of it derail you. Show up to practice anyway. 7. Commitment. In the short and the long term. Forever and always. Until you win. A pretty cool stack of good traits, huh? Think 3-2-2 two, two in bundling them, but add them all together and you have all the attitudes you could ever need to succeed. Mind Gym. Lesson 2. Sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. This answers the question, how do the pros train? You've heard that one before. Take regular breaks, give yourself downtime to recover, muscles only grow when they get dressed, and so on and so on. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actually going slower while you're moving. Let's say you're running a 10k. In this case, that it means for you to run at maximally 90% of your capacity, no matter which section of the run you're on, even on the last 100 meters, and you would be faster. How? Well, the individual muscles in groups fall into one of two categories, agonists and antagonists. They're push and pull types, meaning the agonist muscle will work to push you forward 
while the antagonist muscle simultaneously pulls you back and slows you down. So if you run at 100%, both of them will work their hardest and struggle against one another the most. But if you cap it at 90%, your agonist can use its power advantage over the antagonist better, because the antagonist won't work as hard, and thus you will be faster. Fascinating, right? Mind Gym, Lesson 3. Live a life of love, learning and labor. This answers the question, what three pillars of life should you focus on to build a life in which you succeed in whatever you endeavor? Forget external yardsticks to measure your success by. Those, by definition, always depend on other people, so screw that. What you can instantly answer every time you look into the mirror is, am I living a life that's filled with love, learning and labor? Loving your work is one of the best things that can happen to you. It may take a while to develop and it doesn't make work fun all the time. But if you love what you do, it's a lot easier to get up every morning and push right through the hard parts. Of course, loving your work also makes your work more and harder. Ironically, this isn't a one-way street though. The more you work, the more and faster you will grow to love it too. Most importantly though, how much labor you put in is up to you. You can't get more talent or luck or time, but you can sure work more. Lastly, learning not only connects love and labor, it also ensures that once whatever talent you do have subsides, which is more a problem for athletes than for thinkers of course, because you get older and less fit, you capitalize more and more on your brain. He who learns, loves and labors has nothing to fear of life. Only good things to look forward to. My personal takeaways from Mind Gym for 2017. The first thing I love about this book is that it combines mental and physical components. The second thing, so that there's useful stuff in there for actual athletes as well as for thinkers. The second part I love about this book is how memorable it is, right? You have the seven C's of mental toughness, the three L's of a good life, um, and that makes it really easy to remember, right? Like love, uh, love, labor, learning. Very easy. You can remember that. Uh, the other ones as well, because they all start with C. So I want to run through the seven C's again quickly and explain the three two two bundle because that got a bit brushed over. Um, the running part, that to me was just fascinating. So that's apparently an actual thing with your muscles, right? You have one muscle pulling against the muscle that does the work and the other one that sort of pulls ahead in the direction you want to move your arm or leg or foot or whatever it is. So if you limit your, your effort slightly, then you will have less counterforce counteracting you and you can actually go better. Uh, I think with running, the equivalent is something like having a forever pace at which you can run for a long, long time, because at that point, at that pace, you feel comfortable running, and you don't have to put in a lot of effort to keep running. And that's very powerful, especially if you're doing endurance. Of course, for sprinters, this, this doesn't work. But if you just run for the distance, for the total miles put in, then that's very cool, right? Because you can always fall back into this pace where your antagonist is very, very weak and you can use your agonist advantage to drive you and on and on and on. Um, I mean, love, labor, learning, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I found something I love doing, writing and building this blog and business and everything. And for example, recording these summaries, that's honestly not my favorite activity to do because I would rather write. But it's still fun 
it not it's still not it's not uh, it's still meaningful to me uh, because it's a big part of my mission and it's a part of building this business that's going to set me free and so on and so forth. So I don't mind it, right? It's not like I sit there, oh, I have to record somebody's blah, complaining, blah, blah, blah. Totally not the case. Um, and also, once I record, once I finish rec recording all of these, I know I can go back to writing more, right? And that's awesome because that I love really much. So I want to get back to it. So I'm going to put in more work to get back to what I love. And also, if you put in more work, you will love the thing more because you get better at it and so on. So I love this relationship between love and labor uh, and how you can use both to get more of each other. That's really cool. Okay, run through. Uh, again, I'm going to say this a couple more times. Uh, love, labor, learning. Love, labor, learning. Remember those. Okay, so the seven C's. I think they're in packages and the packages that go together are the first three, competitiveness, courage and confidence, okay? And it's actually the order is kind of reversed, but they all influence each other in turn as well. If you have a lot of confidence, it's easier to be courageous and say, you know what, I have the confidence to do this anyway, I don't want to go head to head with this guy, but I have to right now, so I'll do it. And courage, of course, leads to competitiveness, you, to step up and say, you know what, I'm ready for this competition. Yes, let's do it. Let's fight. Let's see who's the better player and let's see who wins. But again, never forget the other, the causal arrow that goes in the other direction. If you somehow manage to show up to the competition and show up, you will get more confident because after it, even if you lose, you'll say, man, at least I showed up. And that gives you more confidence. So it's a circle, right? The next pack is two of them, control and composure, right? When you have control or whatever you do control, like your work ethic, for example, the hours you put in, you can focus on and you can look at that and say, okay, this is what I control. This is what's in my power. So let me do that, right? I have the, I can make the conscious choice to do that. That's control. And when you lose it, the only thing that's left or the only thing that's left that you control is your composure. You can decide whether to freak out about it. It's like keeping a cool head when, uh, I think Ryan Holiday said that, keep keeping a cool head when you lost your shirt. Um, so you can decide to not lose your your composure and not lose your temper as well, right? So those two go together, control and composure. And the last package also goes together, consistency and commitment. Um, some days you're just going to have to show up. Like today, it's Sunday. I would rather do something else. But here I am recording summaries, consistently putting in, um, whether I like it or not, showing up to practice anyway. And the commitment and this consistency is the result and also the fuel of my commitment, right? Because if I put in consistency today, it leads to more consistency tomorrow, which adds to my long-term commitment of making this work. Also, because I'm committed to making this work in the long term, I'm consistent in showing up every day. As you can see, these all go in cycles. There is no one-way relationship here. So whichever one you pick and focus on or whichever one comes more natural to you, you should focus on building and improving that because it'll help with the other ones. Okay, one last run through. The seven C's of mental toughness. Competitiveness, courage, confidence, control, composure, consistency, commitment. And the three L's of a good life. Remember what they are? Love, labor, learning. All right, now go and do your workout at the Mind Gym. See you on the next summary.